Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Namaste, guys. Clinton Baptiste here with my partner in crime, Linda Pollock. How about that? Lovely she is, please. Nice round of applause for Linda. Oh my god, we've got we have got such a packed show today. We got we got no time for niceties. We've got to get on with it. What have you been up to? I was going to tell you about the new Aldi in town. It's the, the town is a buzz. With well, Aldi chat. Oh, there's always time for an Aldi <laughs> chat. There's an Aldi. Forget you, Tesco. What oh, yours, Waitrose? Forget, Everyone's in Aldi. Forget you guys. Tell us about Aldi. Well, my town used to be run by Tesco. It was basically Tesco town. Yeah, I know. And so now everyone vacated and gone to the Germans and I for one salute our German overlords at Aldi because they are giving me more shopping than I know what to do with it's but you're wonderful. saluting them in the traditional way not, of the, course, not no. the, the other way no, that they're renowned for frowned upon yeah, yeah. go on so yeah three what big bags of shopping what? not even 40 quid what the hell is going on what? Aldi I don't want to know what are the Germans giving us that our homegrown uh, well Tesco's yeah. can't. They're giving us things that look like Cadbury's but aren't quite. That's it's also Cadbury's. They'll call it like the they'll call it the Milky Dairy or something. The Milky Dairy. And you know your Lurpak is is generally quite you know well priced. So you can right. get some some brands, but other than that, if you're not fussy, get in there. I like the Germans, and I think that, uh, that my mate Jim always calls them our natural allies. The Germans. They're very similar to the British in many ways. That's why we don't get along. But yeah, that's right. That's right. Two, two yings or two yams. Um, now, we had a similar situation where I live yeah. here. You know when, you know, Tesco's, you, you bend over to, who was a comedian who used to say that? You bend over to do your lace and when you get up, there's a fucking Tesco's being built yes. around you. Build it on a postage stamp. Near me, there was a lot of talk, oh no, there's, they're, oh, they're moving in, Tesco's going to move in. There was a beautiful, there's a sort of, you know, a gas works very near me. Quite a nice ornate sort of house at the front. You know, they used to have a sort of house with mm, the gas works. Yeah. And, and everyone said, oh, they're going to knock that down, build a Tesco's. Everyone's like, bloody up in arms. And our heritage, our heritage, not having that Tesco's, but knocking that 
still, that's been round the, been near, near the turnpike, near the turnpike. We're not having that knockdown. It's absolutely outrageous. D d destroying our heritage for the sake of a supermarket? No, I'm not having it. Oh no, hold on. Tell a lie. Apparently, it's going to be a waitress. Oh, let's not be too hasty. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Pro protest the lot. No, call them off. Call them. It's going to be a waitress. Yeah, have it. Knock it all down. Raise it to the ground. It's going to be a waitress. Yeah, waitress, apparently. You know what I mean? I can't believe people were that excited. I mean, you live in a shithole, but what? do you think people are that delighted about an Aldi and Yes, <laughs> definitely. Because, one, it's more jobs for the kids, right? Yes. Get them out of the house. Yes. And also, it's just, you know, cost of living and all that is biting. It's oh, biting God. where I live. Tell so, me about it. Um, the fact that they'll do cats, you know how many cats I've got? Cat litter for oh, £2. Come on now. Bloody cats. Again. Some of that cat litter is 15 quid. <sighs> they can knob off. I'm not spending 15 quid wiping my ass. The cats aren't either. Is there some sort of rule in your head that you have to crow by the flipping cats and everything we're talking about. <laughs> They're a big about. part of my life, Clinton. I'm not going to apologise. <laughs> I know they are. I know they actually hear about them every fucking week. <laughs> anyway, listen, this is a man talking at a supermarket. His name's James. Yes. And he wrote in spooky music as you please regale us with this story, Linda. I was working at Morrison's Coventry Binley Branch store 046 in the year 2000. <laughs> Too much Oh, he hasn't put any full stops. No, that was it. That was, he gave you name, rank and serial number. The store is built on the outskirts of town just off the M69. I always made jokes to the older staff about the store being built on an animal burial ground wherever there was a noise or spooky feeling. I 100% made it up. There's a lot of stats involved in this. I was working one night and it just me in the warehouse and it was about 3.50am night as it's darkest. I was very tired and I rode my small forklift past the open roller door and as I glanced out I saw the stereotypical Victorian woman wow. hovering about a foot off the floor outside. <sighs> I was instantly more awake than I've ever been and pegged it to the shop floor where all the other guys were stacking the shelves and I made up excuses to stay there until after the morning had broken. Didn't tell anyone at the time, still think about it. Cheers, James. Thanks, James. That was lovely. It took my breath away, mainly because there's no bleeding four stops. <laughs> uh, now, listen, talking to supermarket. Thanks, James. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Sincerely. Don, talking of supermarkets, Sainsbury's are offering, did you read about this week, the £20 wedding dress. Yeah. The story is basically brides on a budget able to pick up a £22 wedding dress while completing their weekly food shop or cat litter shop <laughs> with another dress on the market for 50 quid. The range was unveiled by Two Clothing, the supermarket's clothing brand, last week. Nice. Now... This is my question to you, Linda. Yeah. All right, you had a big, lavish wedding. Yes. The marriage didn't work. It no. finished. The dress right? is still in a box somewhere. Pristine, though. Didn't you say you got it out to wear for yeah. some sort of do, yeah. rather? No, for work. Someone I worked <laughs> with was an a-hole, right? He That's was an right. an a-hole. And he said to me, women are stupid, no need to spend all that money on a wedding dress the only wear it once. And I went, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you brought it in. I wore it. I drove in wearing it. I filled up the car wearing it. Oh, and drove enough. in wearing it just to show him. And did he? Was he laughing on the other side of his face? He said, "Oh, you're a game girl." 
Ugh, what is he, some kind of Victorian yeah, gentleman? He was so, anyway, I showed him, uh, and so it's been worn twice. Would you spend a fortune on another wedding dress if you were to get married? If this young fella of yours, the yeah. dancer, yeah. if he were to, you know, get down on one knee and ask you to marry him, yeah. would you purchase... I mean, would you have the, the whole do with the guests and the white wedding I and would. disco buffet, you I'd know? have a nice frock, but I don't think I'd spend that amount of money. It's just silly, right? It is a bit silly, isn't it? You can get it? quite nice ones now. I wouldn't spend £20. I'd probably spend a bit more than that. But yeah. I would wear something nice and we would have a party and it would yeah. be people I wanted to come, not me, not me mum and dad showing off like it was when oh, we got married. Do you know God. what I mean? Sometimes there you There was a moment when yeah. I said, don't invite the, your friend's kids because we want to invite, you know, X, Y and Z. And I went, just because they're in my DNA pool I know. does not mean they'd know me if they fell over me. I know. I do sometimes think that. Why, uh, God almighty, they wasted some money inviting me. I don't barely know these bloody people. <laughs> what am I doing? I here. feel obliged to go. I feel embarrassed going up the, the line and they're sitting on their friends. Oh, how, how are you? How are you? And you're thinking, I'm in line to meet the bride and groom. The, the look of. You're 160 <laughs> quid down because of me and the missus. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> the indifference, the indifference on their face. Like, oh, hello, congratulations. You see them going, who's this again? Yeah. Friend of me, dad. Yeah. Anyway, listen, good luck to you if you are having a uh, wedding this yeah. weekend. And the other thing I want to get, let's get it in quickly. Bef- bef- I'm sure the stats would say that people turn off after about five minutes. And so far, it's been five minutes of shit. Quality. <laughs> no, five minutes of quality. Qua- no, quality, quality. Quality shit. But I just wanted to go through this. Yeah, it's a true fucking story. I know it's shit, but it's true. <laughs> that was <laughs> last week at the 100 Club. She was great. Becky from Bedford, if you listen to oh, right. Yeah, this is lovely. There we are. Hold on. This is her. Yes. And I was like, fuck this shit. You're winding me up. Charming. Bedford. <laughs> Bedford. Charming. Anyway, that's where you knew where you live. I used to work at Topshop in Bedford, yes. Oh, OK. Once anyway. upon a time. Let's get on Not there it. anymore. The fact is, I wanted to just say, please, 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 we have sold out for the... Fi- well, this probably comes out after the 15th of October. We've sold out the 26th of November. We've got two fantastic stand-up comics on. We've got music from Glow. My brother and my nephew are coming. I do not want to be there echoing into nobody in the 100 Club, right? So please come. It's going to be a fantastic, fantastic do. Clinton Baptiste, Sunday Seance. Do it, you tight sod. Spoil yourself. Yeah, some of you don't even pay to listen to this, do you, you bastards? <laughs> For crying out loud, you are going to absolutely love it. If you don't love it... I've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Tarot sent. When I, met, when I was ready to meet my dream man, I turned to my deck... Deck, she said. <laughs> I turned to my deck to cast a spell by Thea Faye. 50. Spooky music as you regale Ooh. us, please, Linda. As I bit into my sandwich, my friend sat down beside me and said, can you do me a reading? All right, I replied with a grin and pulled my tarot deck out of my bag. We worked in a corporate office, but everybody knew I could read their cards and they loved it. The only thing they didn't know was how I got the job by casting a tarot spell. I've been reading tarot cards since I was 14. Most people know that you can use tarot to predict the future, but I started using them to actively change it. So when I decided I needed a more permanent job, I turned to my trusty tarot to make it happen. I took out the Ace of Pentacles, the dirty sod. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken that out before by accident. <laughs> 
Grinch, the star and the magician as cards that represented a new opportunity and my ability to make the most of it as well as my hope for a stable career. I lit a candle and laid the cards out in front of me. I held my hands over them, imagining what I was sending out energy into the cards. It's badly written. Imagining that I was sending out energy into the cards to empower my future. I said a few words about what I wanted from a new job and then left the candle to burn out with the cards out on display. That's very, very dangerous, yeah. isn't it, to just leave something like that. Didn't you... Stop the music a second. Mm. Didn't Judy Dench's daughter... She burnt the house down, didn't she? Finty Williams. Did she? She let... Her and a load of actually friends left some candles on and burnt the bloody house down. Silly sod. Silly sod. So don't do... Don't do that. Don't do that, you silly sod. Anyway, let's get back to the mystery. Don't be a poo-pooer. Days later, I had a call to go and temp at a new company. By the end of my first day, it was very clear they wanted me to stay on permanently. After a year in the job, I felt that I was ready to be in a relationship again. Oh. But this time, I wanted to make sure it was with the right person. Really cheap myself. So I went for a tarot reading. It's hard to be objective in a reading for yourself. And she pulled the King of Wands. That's what we all want. What? <laughs> I've pulled the King of Wands before. <laughs> Careful. They said pulling your own one, doesn't it? <laughs> Someone is on the horizon for you, she said. I had a few more readings, and each time the same card was pulled. It represented the man I was looking for. Ooh, that's a king of wands, that one. Come on. <laughs> I decided to speed things along. I took out the king of wands for him. What? what? Where's he say that? I took out what? Don't I took out the king of wands, wands for him. him. Oh, we know what that means. Oh. And the Queen of Swords to represent me, along oh, for with, him. with the, the lovers. lovers. I set up a little altar space with red roses for love and some rose quartz crystals. Aww. Is that your Willie? Yeah, lovely. Speaking of which, I lit a pink candle <laughs> and put on some rose incense. Mm. I put the lovers in the middle of my altar and then the Queen of Swords to the left of it and the King of Wands to the right, so they were looking at each other. This is needless detail. No, it's it's that's how you do it. All right. Go on. Once again, I held my hands over the cards, imagining I was filling them with energy that would attract my perfect man. Universe, send him to me, I said, and I described my perfect man. Here he comes. Someone tall, dark and bearded with a great sense of humour and who yeah. was a good listener. Then I moved the king and queen so they were on top oh, of the lover's card together. Yeah, and I put a crystal on top and I yeah. left the candle to burn out. No, that's silly. That's irresponsible. Let's see what happened. I was part of an on online spiritual discussion group based in Lon that there London, and there was one particularly chatty guy in the group called Alex. <coughs> oh, saucy! One day, a few of us decided to meet at a pub. I was sitting with the others when this tall, dark, handsome man swooped in and introduced himself. Hi, he said. I'm Alex. Luckily, he'd already turned to go to the bar, so he didn't see my jaw drop. He was gorgeous. The two of us kept talking all night. It was love at first sight. Do you like going to the movies? He asked. Was he an American? <laughs> yes, I said. But I don't go too often. We'll change that, he said. I like the Marvel films. There's one playing locally. Would you like to go? Yes, please. We met again and we were both clearly smitten. Is that 
Bottom. Sorry, I pressed the wrong one. <laughs> we talked about marriage and babies after three months. That's a bit much, isn't it? Dear. Three months. Um, I, would, I just knew he was right. Within a year, Alec and I were married and I was pregnant with our first child. Oh, lovely. Is that Willie? I left my job to stay home and raise our family in Pontypool, Torfine. We've been together for over 20 years and had five children in seven years. The dirty, dirty <laughs> There's nothing else to do there in Torfine. They've not got a telly. No, now I've been... burnt down with all them candles. <laughs> <laughs> Broke it all. Burnt now to smithereens. What she needs to do is take the, um, the king and queen off the lovers. I think that's what might be doing it. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't leave it there. I mean, otherwise there's... Hell to pay. His candle's going to burn off. That's right. <clears throat> now I've written a book so other people who can use the tarot like me. You don't have to just take the cards you're dealt. You can use them to create your future. This is my point. This is what I wanted to ask you, Linda. Do you think... I mean, you can... This is proof. You can reverse engineer tarot. Yes. And talking of which... I've brought you a present. Linda has... Get it open. How do you get it open? You open it like a oh, book. Oh, God. You're doing it. Oh, yeah, sorry. You'd think I know that, wouldn't you? Yes. It's the Britney Spears. What is it? Oracle Cards. It's Oracle tarot. Cards. We should have. This is the point. I want to show you. It's new. I'm not going to open your present. Oh, right. Hold on. You just feel like get the cellophane it's, off this bloody thing. It's Britney thing. Spears Oracle Guidebook. Stronger than yesterday. Looking to well, the she's future. not really. I mean, if Britney knew anything, she wouldn't oh, be there hugging herself I, yeah, in a padded in a, cell, would she? Yeah, oh, bless her. And, and dancing around in her pants, no, twirling I, and twirling. I don't want to be... Look, we're all... We're all... She's used a psychic clairvoyant medium for a long time, Britney Spears, and she needs... Because she does have problems with her mental health, doesn't yes. she? And I think that's right. We're all big enough, we're old enough, we're mature enough to discuss mental health. But suffice to say, she was using a psychic long before she went a bit fruit, fruit and nutcase, you know. Well, Here anyway, we some of the cards you're going to find there. The yeah. Badass. It's Britney in, in, in oh. Toxic when she was dressed as a brunette with glasses on. Oh, she looks lovely. The Badass. Here's what you need to know about the Badass. They always turn lemons into lemonade. The heartbreak happens. But if you're anything like Britney's Badass character from the Womanizer video, oh, you yeah. refuse to be defined by your lowest moments and you take actions to thir- turn things around. What do you think? I, I don't know that you want to take any lessons from Britney, would you? Well, the I mean, flight not... attendant... She's seen life. The flight attendant, coffee, tea or Britney? Britney loves playing a character and the flight attendant of Toxic Fame is one of her most iconic music video looks. Yes, OK, well, what does it mean if you pull it out of this pack? Oh, you just thanked me. Oh, all right, Look at this one, The Living Legend. The Living Legend. It's Now, that's dirty. The Living Legend in all her glory is a symbol of celebration and acknowledging your many fabulous achievements in your knickers. Oh, lovely. I'm having sex at the moment. (laughs) Thank you, Brittany. Oh, well, I look forward to you familiarising yourself with this deck. And I look forward to you familiarising yourself with this deck as well. (laughs) <coughs> Pathetic, a man of my age. I shall speak to HR. Oh, yes. hang on a minute. <laughs> I am HR. <laughs> Get hold of that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for one of our favourite sons of the podcast. We've not heard from him for a while. You know, you know believe it, it's Ramon, he's back. Are you talking again? Sort of. I have not heard from Ramon since the tour uh, that we did. Thank you for coming to the tour, Clinton yeah. Baptiste versus Ramon. And it turns out he's been away at some kind of conspiratorial QAnon type festival, right. healing festival up in Scotland near Inverness. 
Let's have a chat to Ramal. Hello, Ramon. At last, I've been trying to get hold of you. Where you been? Do you know, I've been on a retreat, Clinton. Right. I was on the banks of Loch Ness. Yeah, like a sort of wellness uh, festival or something. No sightings of Nessie, but we had several divorcees there. Right. Maggie, Aggie and Sheena. Well, they were terrible gossips. They made the tea in the morning run a cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but, do you know, we were just... We were all there as big teamies. We were searching for answers, Clinton. Most of where we could find a taxi to take us for a pub lunch, but it was <laughs> it was highly, highly enlightening. Yes, it really was. Yeah. Now I must say, I've I've come back. I'm a different man. You're feeling a different man now. No, I'm feeling different. Oh, right. We learnt a lot about the dangers of this world. We learnt about the authoritarian, centralised power structure at the heart of everything we do, Clinton. Oh, the Illuminati, dressed oh. in strange overalls that feed us a diet of lies oh. every single day, Clinton. Yeah, that's that's the problem, you see, with all this sort of conspiracy uh, stuff, uh, Ramon. That it's, uh, stop me if I'm getting too technical, but it's, it's a lot of bollocks, isn't it? No, no, wait a minute. Yeah. No, what did they charge you for this, uh, Ramon? Did they charge you, or was it just... Uh, it was £3,400. Yeah, you see, that's that's sort of the thing, isn't it? It preys on people. For the first week. What did, what did you get out of it, exactly? I mean, what, 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 what what's the point of this? All oh, the old tin hat brigade hiding Don't away. Mark, listen, we are, we are headed toward a major crisis. If we've not already had it now, we were fed nourishment. We're ahead of the curve up there. You might think we're getting attacked by midges and getting pished and yeah. stoned during a campfire, yeah. but we're not. That's exactly what I think. Yeah. Well, no, no. Pack your bags. Pack your bags for Armageddon. Oh, Christ, don't be ridiculous. What you packed your bags with? I took my mother's advice many, many years ago. Oh. Help your neighbour. Oh. Help your neighbour. <laughs> yeah, your mum helped a lot of neighbours, didn't she? Jesus Christ. What? Oh, helping neighbours? What, your mum? She helped every Would single you... one of them. All of them fellas. Don't you start. <laughs> don't you start. My mother... <laughs> She helped out at the local church every Sunday. She fed the poor, suckered the weak. She suckered all right. I've got the evidence of her photos. What, they're on the CCTV, your mum? Soup kitchen. Soup kitchen. Come on, come in. Let me me help with the soup kitchen. Here, do you fancy a couple of dumplings as well? Come round the side. I'll give you some dessert, the dirty bitch. Listen, you, you're a dirty bastard. You're a dirty bastard. Dirty bastard. Your mother's soup kitchen. One spoonful and you'd be spewing and... You'd be spewing and squittering out your arse for three days. How dare you talk about my mum's soup kitchen? And that was for stabs breakfast. Your mother's lunches, they were an orgy of debauchery. Men would appear at dinner time and she'd be sitting in the oven warming their supper. Your mum, your mum's oven, your mum's oven was, was ready to go all the time. Do you want to pop that sausage in there warm it up? That was your mum's soup kitchen and that was her oven, the dirty bitch. Oh, your mother come in, oh, those waves in straight. Uh, listen, your mother was known as R2-D2, right what? to, done to. Your mum, she stood on that many street corners waving down cars. I always assumed she was a lollipop woman, but she was never working during the school times, always late at night. I thought, what's she doing there? There's no kids around, just a load of blokes in the cars. Hazard mom- lights on. Your mother's bed was riddled with so much DNA from strangers under UV light and resembled the Bayou Tapestry. She was a dirty, sleek at her. Now, how dare 
dare you say that? I tell you what, there's no one of you moved up to the Highlands, the stench downwind from your mum's place. It's what, 60 Lambert Butler a day? Uh, that tobacco yellow moustache she's had. She came round once. I thought Hulk Hogan had come for a visit. The breath on her. Jesus Christ. Your mum, do you remember she went to the Louvre in Paris? They had to cordon off the major artworks in case her breath cracked the bloody paint on the Mona Lisa. Your mother invented the word spunk. A oh. cop was so full of it most of the time that when the neighbour said good morning, she'd reply, Outrageous woman, she was a dirty bism. Your mother had no shame. She'd piss in a memorial fountain. Her dentist was being cued, dirty bitch. And her moisturiser was via Cal, a manky old trollop tramp boot. How can you say that about my mother? She was a fine, upstanding woman. When she was when she was doing handstands with several upper bakery. Was it your upstanding? She was always lying down, your mum. So oh, tra- chance know, of seeing her standing during daylight hours, you must be bloody joking. She was a sh- do you know she was a shagger of lost souls and tragic to boot. And she was a boot. Yeah, yeah, your mum was a boot. Your mum was a boot. Jesus Christ. She was like a big old leather boot with the tongue hanging out. Permanently hanging out with all the lace come on done. Splayed out for everyone to see. Listen, you, you wailing bouffant oh. wankbag. Away oh. and shite. Away and shite yourself. You, you stick your tin hat on and go underground and fuck off and don't come back. Oh, and by the way, the Illuminati... Oh, is it the Illuminati? They're in touch. They're saying, fuck him. Just leave him up there. <laughs> no one's bothered about him. Illuminate. I'm up your arsehole. You're an arsehole. Pete, piss off. The incredible news is that at long last, after two long series yeah. together, people have finally decided to write in. And you can write in, people, can't you, with your ghosted stories? See sense. I mean, people are writing to these magazines, and I know sometimes they'll slip you 50 quid, 25 pounds yeah. for your testimony. But he will actually solve your problems. I mean... Yeah, it's not as if we've got anything. We're not going to give you anything, no. are we? Except but advice. Except advice. Solid advice. And love. And yeah. a chance to appear on this hit podcast. Linda, enough of this bullshit. Please put on the spooky music as we give Peter Green's email. Hello, Clinton and Linda. Hello. If I was 17 again, I wouldn't give a fuck. Oh, that's a bit unnecessary. If you aren't going to write and try to keep it civil. You're making me swear. I never did. My first part-time job whilst at art school, I'd never advise anyone to go to art school. It gets you nowhere. Have real career goals. I would disagree. What's this? I would absolutely disagree with that. What? Remind... Turn the music off. What did he say there? I would advise... I wouldn't... I'd never advise anyone to go to art school. It gets... Apostrophe, yes, kind of right. Nowhere. Nowhere, two words. Have yeah. re- real clear. Absolute nonsense, Peter Green. Absolute nonsense. I remember when I took my, they were called bloody O levels in those days, it was so long ago. I remember Wham being on telly with um, Frank Boff. Oh. Etc. on Breakfast TV. Yeah. Was it when they were doing um, um, social commentary through the medium of rap, white rap? Yeah, it was all right. No, I set the piss out. Sorry, George. Sorry I love him. That. He would laugh. He had a wicked sense of humour. What was that, George? Take that out your mouth. I can't hear you. What are you saying? <laughs> no, it was about. Actually, it was about 1984 yeah. when I did my. I've got street credibility. Right, you don't have to keep taking the. <laughs> George, I'm sorry about her. She's very disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, I know she is. I'm not. George. Is anyone going to really tell us what happened the night you died and you were in your car, apparently? 
Very odd, that was Georgie. If anyone's got any news on that, that really was off. I love George Michael. Anyway, what happened was that night, uh, that day, when they were on breakfast... Oh, God, this is getting so boring. They were on breakfast telly and... and See Fra- through, Clinton. There we go. Frank Bruno, Frank Boff, or Selena, whatever her name was. Scott. Scott. Said to them, any advice for your young fans who are taking their O-levels today? And do you know what they said? Don't bother. Look at us. We haven't got an O-level between us. Look how well we're doing. And I really admired that, because that was a sort of rock and roll spirit. Nowadays, they'll be up in arms, wouldn't they? That gap have withdrawn their sponsorship. You know what I mean? It'd be like, oh, cancelled, cancelled. That's proper pop stars. Don't bother. And quite honestly, I disagree with Peter Green. If you want to go into the arts, bollocks, go into the arts. Also, it really would back was really good with Peter Green in it. What's that? Oh, we should. Yeah, Peter Green. It's all very well. <laughs> now you weren't in Fleetwood Mac anymore. Right, come oh. on. Sorry, music, please. Stevie Nicks got a new Barbie out, hasn't she? Yeah, they what? made a Barbie that looks like Stevie Nicks. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Let's They're get on. very good. Get on with it. I was a park collector in a pub, not me, Peter Green. It must have been after Fleetwood Mac. Right. About a mile and a half or so away from home. One Tuesday night on the way home, around half past midnight, I was walking past the first ever NHS hospital in Davy Hume, Manchester. I mean, this is interesting to the locals, but for everyone else, it's... Yes, it's... The hospital was to my left and I was on the opposite side walking past all the front gardens of the semi against semis parallel to hospital grounds. Oh my god. Lattice wire fencing goes all the way down the hospital side with the foliage stroke bushes decide on one trimmed up to the public (laughs) pavement. It was October. Back then lampposts had yellow lighting which is weird to think. Is it? Yeah, it actually didn't change until the last eight or nine years or so where I lived. Oh, my oh. God. Look, let's get on with it. I was resistant to the change, like most other curmudgeons, but looking back, walking around at night in a weird yellow light is a trippy idea. It may be better for the birds or something, but being outside <laughs> after 4pm in November, back then, was like walking around with piss eyes. What a lovely <laughs> description. <laughs> I was daydreaming, even though it was night. I was walking around, not lay asleep, so I think the term is fine. I don't what? know what this is all about. As I walked home, it, anyway, let's get to it. It was raining, but it was really a fine drizzle, so my eyes were down watching the pavement cracks go by as my legs worked together getting me home. Was yes, he jumping? We're, we're familiar with walking. That is the, <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it works, <laughs> Peter. Up ahead was a right turn for me on my side of the road. On the opposite side, the hospital has the deliveries side entrance, so it's kind of like a crossroads. As I walked along, probably dreaming of boobs, I was 17, says Peter Filthy Green. pig. <laughs> I suddenly felt really uneasy and I had no clue why this spooked me because I couldn't see danger or hear danger but the feeling that hit me was pure fear oh my god and I was like fuck this shit you're winding me up I can remember it like it was yesterday as I reluctantly looked up the opposite side of the road. Honestly this we are living this in real time no honestly I've got no idea what you're talking about where the lattice wire fence ended for the side entrance, the brown leaves growing through the fencing and the misty rain and yellow lighting made my brain think I could see a torso appearing out of thin air. Good. It's getting spooky. Yeah, no, this is good. The torso appearing out of thin Ooh, air. just a Go torso, on. though. Yeah. It had no colour, but the air formed shape somehow. I can't explain it. Anyway, this is like someone explaining an LSD trip to you. Well, you know, okay. to be fair... The spirits are very strong tonight. Anyway, I had to keep walking towards whatever it was, even though it was the other side of the road. 
I looked down at the pavement cracks, now moving faster as I just focused on the thought of the upcoming right-hand turn. The thing was, the feeling of fear was almost paralysing me now and I couldn't explain any of it. To me, I was walking home like I always did in the area I grew up in. There was no other person in sight, yet I felt scared to death and I thought my eyes were tricking me. So I looked up again and I swear to God, what was it? In the spot where the air was weird a second ago stood a male figure. Really cheap myself. He was wearing a black suit and a hat. He had on a waistcoat and was holding a walking stick. His face was grey and emotionless. And he was old. His eyes were black. That's Becky from Bedford. Every hair on my body tried to yank itself out of my skin at once. The feeling of pure terror I felt when looking at this person's face was something I've never felt before or since. But my rational mind was just so confused by, by how he got there and why he was staring straight ahead, just still in the rain on his own. I felt sick by this point, and as I almost got level with the man across the road, I got the biggest burst of adrenaline, mm. and I ran the rest of the way home with this sense of the person wanting to harm me more than I could comprehend. I didn't look behind me once. I first got to my mate's house where his parents had gone on holiday, and the plan was me after work to go around there and join them in smoking some bongs. Oh, hold on, that's... When I got there... Oh, they... and this is what this is all about. Is he on <laughs> drugs? Just a second... <laughs> Oh, he liked to bomb this fella. That doesn't seem... Let's assume he's not stoned. Well, not yet. When I got there, they looked at me and asked what the hell was wrong with me. I couldn't catch my breath from running so fast. Yeah, probably from the smoking of bongs as well. Yeah, exactly. I was probably making no sense about an old guy that wanted to kill me. He was wearing a suit and a hat. I was in shock, so I politely declined the offer. No, thank you to the bong. (laughs) And went round the corner to my home. Oh, my fucking God. My mum was up and looked at me concerned. I'd calmed down a bit by then, but she was still confused as to why I felt so much fear from a suited dude near the hospital in the rain. I said to her... Why? 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 This is a true fucking story. I know it's shit, but it's true. She listened to me and said, You've seen a ghost. When she said that, it really hit me for the first time in a good 20 minutes. I had not thought about a ghost for one second. I don't believe in ghosts, and I didn't then either. But the idea of it being a ghost explained all the nonsensical feelings that had me feeling sick at one point. My mum is no longer with us, and I hated her for good reasons. Oh, Oh, blimey. But... She had this way of listening to me then saying something that made sense of things that my head couldn't handle. I still can't believe in ghosts, but I know what happened that night. I remember the feelings and the fear, and they are no less visceral years later. Good use of the word visceral. Visceral. No regular old dude in the rain stood still wearing a suit could do that. Much love and namaste, Peter Green. Well, I say this. Originally, I was worried this was going to be shit. (laughs) But it wasn't. It was all right. Let's speak to Peter Bloody Green and let's hope he's not off his nut. (laughs) 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm happy to say Peter is on Zoom now with me and Linda. He has got a, a Salvador Dali type mustache. He, uh, which he's demonstrated, but we can say it. And Peter, where are you ringing from? Uh, I'm in Dave Hume in Ermston, just near the Trafford Centre. Oh, look at you. Oh, that glamorous. That's, that's near where you're from, isn't mm, it? Yeah, Linda? not far, not far. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, I was, I've been up in, I'll tell you where I've been in Manchester recently. Do you know the, oh, what's it called? Exi Mehmet Steakhouse, just next to the Courtyard Pub. I'm not that cool. I don't go to town anymore. I've got kids. I stay in. No, I very rarely venture up there at all. It's very over... Gosh, isn't it built up Manchester now? They, they judged it up, didn't they? They're really... It's, it's full of skyscrapers and all that. And I go there and I have a... St you know, I told you I was giving up red meat. Sorry about this, Peter. We'll get to you. No, you're all right. Go for it. You know, I told Talking you... Talking about his luxurious lifestyle, Peter. <laughs> this is it, yeah. Absolutely. You know what I... I told you I'd given up the red meat. Yeah, you're back on it. Well, I'm sort of a back on it. And I've been to this place. And what the bloke, what they do there is, you know, that they bring the steak to the table and they do a flamethrower on it. And I've been there twice. And the first time I was impressed, the second time I thought, oh, not this shit. <laughs> <laughs> not this. Just stick it under the grill, in man. <laughs> yes. Is it not the theatre of it, though? I don't like that. It gets on my nerves. And then he puts in a sort of hydrogen thing. Now, what is that? You know, it's like you got like dry, dry ice, ice. Yeah. and it just right. makes it all cold, freezing cold. <laughs> I ate it. Stop I've got messing about with me dinner, and it's very, very expensive. Yeah. Anyway, that's, did they do chips though? That's how the other half live. I don't eat the chips. What? <laughs> no, I'm off the carbs. I'm off the carbs. Right, Peter. Talking of none of that. Uh, <laughs> please 
Look, are you? Of course, both me and Linda are sitting here looking at each other, thinking the dead giveaway is which bit? The bongs. The bongs. <laughs> he says to... he didn't want a bong after it, which is no, weird. I didn't. It was too stressful, and I've never had one since. And had you had a bong when you saw this ghost? No, I've been at work. I, I was a pot collector at a local pub. It was my first part-time job. Right. And I used to walk home every Tuesday, Friday and Saturday down the same route every day, every time that I worked. So I was underage. I was 17. So they wouldn't even allow me to have a beer. So I was, I was corpus, you know, I was, I was straight. straight corpus mentis. That's the one. Um, you were um, you. dreaming of... Uh, Boobies, apparently. Boobs. I was 17, I'm assuming. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, prof who, I'm profiling myself, and who, I think that that's probably who would still be doing that at fifty-five. That would be that <laughs> no, would be terrible, no, wouldn't 55. it? Peter, Peter, Peter. We dealt with something the other day, didn't we, Linda? Where there was a, a strange figure over a fence. It was just a head, though, wasn't it? It was a head. Are you telling me now that you saw a ghost? It wasn't a trick of the light. That I get it. That there was a sort of terrible entity, and then you saw this ghostly figure. Do you stand by that today? Absolutely. He was, I can't, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't, right. I come from a, I'd like to think a science point of view, but I know what I felt that night and I know what I saw. I was scared. I was scared before I even saw this thing. I didn't know what was going on. I'm walking home. Like I say, the yellow lights are out, the rain's going. Yeah. And I just, on the back of my neck, I felt, I just felt something. And I've never, ever felt feared like it since or after. Right. You know, it was, it was, it was horrible. Linda, you've heard the man. Yes. He's never... And i got to say, in terms of evoking a sense of terror, your email certainly did that. Mm. Linda, this is a well-known thing. I'm here to tell you in my position as something of an expert on this sort of thing, not the boobs bit, the, the ghost bit, that you can have a sense of that and these things can manifest their the form physically. Right. Uh, don't say it like that, Linda. <laughs> don't say it like that. Linda... You've seen the man. He looks pe perfectly rational. He's, well, uh, <laughs> well, I, well, he talks. <laughs> I talk a good game. He's got the Salvador Dali. Um, it's a moustache. very elaborate moustache. Yes. Yeah. Um, In a minute, he's going to show us his floppy clock and, and that clock. <laughs> um, I believe. I believe that he believes what he saw. Yes. And he did have a very sincere face when he was telling us it. Yeah. Um, but, of course, uh, this has been some 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 years have passed. Yes. And I wonder how much of this has been elaborated yes, upon. Yes, that, that's true. Things can get embellished, can't they, over the You years. can sort of back justify, can't you? Yeah. You can, absolutely, but I'll never forget the feeling of terror. And when I, when I ran and I looked at this person, I, I can see them now. They were there. But I don't know where they came from. They they appeared in front of me. It was so bizarre. Like, I sound crazy saying it, but I, I know what right. I felt. I know what I saw. I ran straight home. Didn't think it was a ghost. They just thought, this this crazy bloke, I don't I know, see. he's scary. And when I got home, like I say in the letter, my mum sort of said, I think you've seen a ghost. And that made sense of what, what I was feeling. Because it was, it, was, it was strange. It was weird. It's still weird now, but yeah. that, that kind of... That kind of classified it for me, and I thought maybe I have. I know what I felt, and it was—it wasn't very nice. It was not very nice. So fuck you, Linda. Thanks very much. Well, Peter, I believe that. I've sensed that. I think it's absolutely one hundred percent true. I'm looking at you now. You could. What would be the point in writing into this and telling me that? 
Well, I listen every week, and so I, I just, I, yeah, I thought, I thought it'd be a good, it'd be good to write in and and, and share this experience <clears throat> because, like I say, it was, it, I can still remember it like it was yesterday, and it was a good mm. twenty-five years ago now. <clears throat> right. Well, Peter, I think you are going to go. I don't know about number one, but I might put you at number three in Please, the spooky right. charts. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Have you seen anything since? Uh, oh, right. So. Here we go. So about two weeks ago, me because I, I, I stream on Twitch, I do a lot of work on my computer. And my right. nine-year-old daughter's upstairs. So we have walkie-talkies to talk to each other if she wants yes. to chill upstairs. Yes. And um, she come down and she said, did you just talk to me on the walkie-talkie? I said, right. no. I looked and my walkie-talkie was off. And apparently, somebody sort of said something and she went, hello. And they went, I'm really poorly. I'm really sick. And she threw it down. Oh, and she come downstairs. Yeah. And I said, little. And I said, no, she's very rational. She's very clever. She's, she's she, you know, she's dead. And yeah. I said to her, if you listen to when taxis go past, yes. they pick up the static. Yes, that's so we true. we saw a few taxis go past. And I said, there you go. And she said, I swear to you, Dad, it was a woman's voice. She was an adult. And she said, I'm poorly, I'm sick. And it scared the crap out of me. Now, obviously, she's nine, but it scared right. the shit out of me. Right. I'm looking at Linda now, and even she looks startled by Well, that. I have known taxis to get picked up on walkie-talkies because my nieces have got them, and they used to go and play in the garden, and I couldn't be bothered shouting them, so I used to give them a walkie-talkie. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I'd be going, put her down! And then all of a sudden, mm. there'd be some sort of startled taxi driver saying, yeah, you haven't done anything. So... No, just for one second. When was the last time you were in a taxi <laughs> and the taxi driver went... I am poorly. Yeah, in a woman's I am. It might be I'm on poorly. the line. I'm though. sick. Been busy tonight. What time do you finish, mate? I've been poorly. Help me. Oh, actually, you just reminded me of when I got went to New York once, and basically we were driven by a guy who sounded just like Woody Allen, right? So I, I, I'm poorly. I've got to go to New England. My mom's sick. So, so I have heard a taxi driver say that. Yes. Yes. I was once in a taxi, right? Yeah. And the, I'm not even going to name the company. People know the company. And I was being brought back late one night. Was it a big posh one? It was a posh one. Right. You'll know it. Yeah. And I was coming back. and I'm Annoying I, those drivers. And he was fascinating, this fella. So he said, uh, you know, you're doing, oh, you bet you see a few sights. I probably told this on this very podcast. Yeah. Oh, I bet you see a few sights, mate, don't you? He started telling me about a well-known, and I'm not going to say the name, I'll tell you, Linda. Did he start with, you won't believe who I've had in the back of my cab. <laughs> he was that, wasn't it? I'm Paula. I'm going to die. <laughs> Help me. You won't believe I had the back of my No, he said, this particular well-known star used to be picked up to be taken to the <laughs> club in Latimer Road in the West End. Did I tell you? In, in West no, London. West London. And this woman used to go in there and he said the drivers weren't allowed in unless they needed a wee. Right. And he said about four in the morning he needed a wee and he went up to the all these various cars waiting around for celebrities and media types to come out. And he said he went in the door because he was allowed in. And as he glanced over to the side, he saw a mass of writhing naked bodies. And that's been in the news at Cobden Club recently for some shenanigans. I can't remember what, but I think it was sex-based. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> sex-based shenanigans. And it's escalated. <laughs> anyway... He sees this well-known celebrity yeah. in the middle of all these blokes, and I don't know whether women, I'm not sure, involved in... Shenanigans. Yeah. 
There's some dingle dangles and all that. <laughs> ah, dingle dangle bass shenanigans. Dingle dangle dairy. It was a dingle dangle do. It was a dingle, it was a dingle dangle do. Question. A dingle right. dangle. What's this got to do with the paranormal? Well, anyway, the po- no, it hasn't. It hasn't. But anyway. But still. But still, this is what I can say about taxi drivers is that he told me this whole story. He said she got in the car and she was all her head was, her hair was all you know messed up and everything yeah. and he took her home and then he clearly had an absolute crisis of confidence that he told me this really really uh confidential information yeah and when i got out of the car he went oh by the way everything i told you is a pack of lies <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was clearly obvious to me it wasn't a pack of lies it was elaborate it was it was it, so anyway that's it but that's that's dingle dangle do's and taxi drivers uh peter you're a magnificent fellow. Thank you for that. Please be careful. Lay off the bongs. Now you're a father, you don't do any of that anymore, do no, you? No, not anymore. No, no. Clear no. Oh. Okay. Well, listen, mate, thank you very much. Um, My pleasure. I will see you next time I'm up there. What are you doing for a living now? So I work in a school. I'm, I'm a dinner lady. I work in after school club and uh, uh, breakfast club. Fantastic. My missus is a full-time chef, so I needed to do a job to fit around the little and so I work where the little and goes to school. Oh. And it was my primary school as well, so I've gone full circle. Oh, fantastic. Nice. Oh, well, that's great. That That is proper work and it's valuable work. It's not sitting here spouting, Can I ask, giving a dinner podcast. Are you still dishing up mashed potato with a uh, ice cream scoop? Because that really did put me off mashed potatoes for a yes. long time. It is the way it's done, unfortunately, yes. Do, do you think that the food is quite nice i mean do you go it's quite edible this this is quite decent at the moment we got a new a new cook i was going to say chef them but a new cook at yeah. the beginning of term and he's decent and my my, my little one's uh gluten free so she right. had trouble before on getting food and this guy he will he oh, will cater good. for everyone his best is the apple crumble and custard oh that yes oh brilliant classic peter thank you very much really appreciate it what a lovely fella peter green there Namaste, my friend. Thank you, Peter. Adios, thank Service you. Up a Bye, Linda. Service of a portion. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. Time for your problems now. Now, look, people are writing in with their ghosty stories, but they're not really asking us to solve their problems. And as I always say, we know a thing or two. Linda's been round the block so many times. That's a vicious rumour. She knows everything. There's nothing she don't know about uh, relationships, about um, love, sex, Um, marriage, drinking, smoking bongs, (laughs) and... Blowing off. Now, the thing no, is, no, I'm joking. No, come that. on, you hate that. Let's please go to the first of these problems. It was from a chat, take a break, and it's when will I meet someone Oy. for their resident spooky people to try and solve their problem? I've been on my own for a number of years. I'm sorry about says that. Says Michelle, 47, of Paris. Okay. I feel ready for a new relationship and I'm on dating sites, but I can't seem to find an honest, genuine guy. That's a problem. Do I continue with the dating sites? Do you see a long-term relationship for yeah. me? I'd love to have romance in my life. Now, slightly sending it up there, having said that you can help people. Yeah. But, but she didn't write to me. She wrote to some flipping... Okay. The answer from one of these people whose name escapes, it might be um, Jane Daly, was this. I feel the dating sites aren't working for you. No, you don't do. That's what she just said. 
you silly moo. But you don't need me to tell you that. Quite right, and yet. Say. And yet you did say it. You're a rescuer, so you often choose someone you can rescue. Now, that is a familiar thing, Linda. Yeah, you have to admit it's a fool's that. errand. It's that. a fool's errand, that. However, you're starting to get your life back and enjoy going out. Within eight months, you will meet someone... Who's special and learn to trust again. Special in what kind of way? Like he rides a unicycle. I see you meet him through dancing. He'll have light eyes, darker skin, and be a decent, honest man. He's a hard-working, attentive bloke. You've had a lot of baggage in the past, but he will be a mature, a man's man. Be, oh, be mature, a man's man. He don't need you to mother him. Oh, a man's man, is he? No, you don't have that me name. while dancing. Okay, good luck. Oh, with yeah, that. he's a man's man who likes the dancing. <laughs> now, that's homophobic. No, what that. I meant was, you know, I've been to these dancing sessions. Yeah, listen and, to this. This is good advice. And I did strike it lucky. But, yeah. you know, there is a certain kind of man that goes to those things. He just likes to get a grip. Older men, quite often. Talking of which. Go on. <laughs> The other day, I played the Southport Comedy Festival two nights ago oh in Southport near Liverpool. My grandma used to live in Southport. That's fascinating. It used to be posh once. Yeah. Oh, it's quite nice, Southport. I've always liked it. It's posher than Blackpool, but okay, a where isn't? A little bit of a, um, a little bit of a uh, sidetrack there because I was going to tell you a story. Okay, originally, I was worried this was going to be shit. <laughs> And now you've interrupted it. So, possibly... Tell me back to Southport, Clinton. Right. I was at the Southport Comedy Festival the other night. Sorry about the squeaky chair. We must sort that out for next week. It's not, and the, it's not the chair. It's my old bones. <laughs> and I am quite an old man. And at the end of this wonderful thing, sold out, 500 plus seats. And at the end of it, the uh, Bren, Bren Riley, who runs it, is a brilliant comedian, said, will you come out and do some photographs? Which I'm flattered anyone's interested. People took selfies and did a few autographs. It was lovely, charming. And there were two youngish girls. I say young, they were young, probably in their 20s, who were looking over at me, waving, giving me the glad eye, a little bit cheeky, and I thought... You haven't lost it, Clinton. You have not <laughs> lost it. And do you know what? They came up at the end, had their photos taken with me, and I was going, hey, hey, hi, how are you? And and they pointed out that we've got very similar nose, and they said, oh, you're just like our dad. Oh. <laughs> Crestfallen. You're just like our dad. Hey, high five. I was going, yeah, high five, great. You're just like, hey, dad. You know, jokes about mum sends her love. Like, Clearly, I'm just an old grunter to people. So I thought, oh, well, that's nice that they're interested. And I thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll go and get them some feathers, which I give away during my act, and some fortune cookies. Yes. As you can see, I've got loads of them down here. Yeah. But Keep them have... in the garage, I wouldn't if I were you. <laughs> but they're very special, real ones, all the way from Wuhan, <laughs> $6.99. Anyway, I thought, I'm going to go and get them from the dressing room. And I rushed off and I thought, wouldn't it be awful? If I came back, this would I fucking can't be bothered to wait. The bloke is a bit like our dad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What happens is, folks, for you younger people, you lads who think that it's always going to be like that, you're going to pass through an invisible force field. You'll come out the other side and you'll be a middle-aged, boring, cindery old bloke who no one's interested in. Shooting nothing but dust. Shooting nothing but dust. And that is what this lady does not want. Michelle Ford is Berry St Edmunds. Get a young'un. <laughs> Get a young'un. All right? There what, we go. Why, why don't people write to us like that? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm telling the truth. You know, <laughs> why do I hate my body? Oh, dear. I'm 
st- not mine. <laughs> I've struggled with my body image my whole life. Oh, serious moment, everyone. Yes, oh, I had God. an eating disorder in my 20s. Oh, and although sorry. I'm physically an average weight now, I still loathe everything about my size and general oh, appearance. I've seen counsellors and tried every self-help book under the sun. So now I'm writing to some spooky tart in a magazine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's tried all the proper routes. <laughs> and now I'm wondering if the angels can do something to heal this awful issue and stop it ruining my life. Mia, 34, my love, in Birmingham. No, they can't. No, they can't. God. What, what, can, what can you say? To be honest, I didn't read that properly. It's a bit more serious than it's I thought. It's very serious. And it frightens me that Mia is like consulting the angels when really she needs to get some good, professional, solid help. And I know you've had help in the past, Mia, my love. You've tried counsellors, but sometimes it takes a while to find the right one. Okay, I'm sorry about that. We should have kept it light. Okay, originally, I was worried this was going to be shit. Yeah, and it turned out to be a little bit a little bit too serious, wasn't it? I'm so sorry to hear of your struggles, Mia. Since this is a deep-rooted issue, it will not disappear as quickly as you may wish. However... Oh, I'm glad... Do you know what? I'm glad whoever's <laughs> writing back to her is not saying stick a feather betwixt your buttocks and no, whistle Dixie right. and it'll uh, be sorted. However, with your... Funny you should say that. That's <laughs> one of my advice for some of my clients. <laughs> however, with your angel support, you can totally heal this. Oh. Okay. Okay. Your angel loves you unconditionally and if you you connect with them more you can learn to love yourself too journaling could help you understand why this started also try being grateful for your body that's true it has served you well using positive affirmations every day such as i am learning to love and accept myself will help too you have totally got this she's totally uh, got an eating disorder she totally, totally go and find yourself some medical help. yeah totally don't speak to the angels right now from a chap called owen thomas yeah mr baptiste mist and miss bloody pollock namaste this is long and took ages oh, to write no, oh god no. so please read this when you have a couple of moments it is bloody long, isn't it? Yeah. Well, let's, I've, I've taken the, some of the bones out of it very quickly. I would like to share with you a story that I've not been able to find a rational explanation for. Try as I have for the last 25 years. It's 100% true. It begins in 1998, my first and only year at university, me being a bit of a thicko. Not knowing what to do with my life after A-levels, I picked, don't speak to Wham. <laughs> I picked up the family phone and managed to blag my way over to one of their courses without doing any of the usual application process. Just one week... God, this is needless detail. Just one week before the course actually started, all's well and good, but I had no idea where to live. Fortunately, or should I say unfortunately, my mate Chris, who also happened to be going to Liverpool, had just received two separate offers for rooms. So he said I could take the one he didn't want, a freezing attic room in a normal-looking Victorian terraced house shared with six evangelical Christians. Oh, oh good old Chris. <laughs> Go on. The house backed onto the city's biggest graveyard. Why didn't he want it? Uh, and was in the heart of Toxteth. Why didn't he want it? Which back then was a notoriously dangerous neighbourhood full of crackheads and gangs. Thanks, oh, Chris. God. I tell you what, what a mistake moving in there. The house was absolutely haunted. There are many paranormal events that happened there. For example, one night, my housemate Georgina and I both heard someone walking up the creaky stairs at 3am. We both opened our bedroom doors, which faced each other, to see who it was. But no one was there. We both heard it clear as day. I went out with someone called Georgina. I went out with someone called Chris. Maybe it was us. Maybe it was also in another life. Another regularly occurring event involved small objects that would go missing. When it started, we thought someone in the house was playing a weird joke because the thing that went missing would always turn up two or three days later and would be placed parallel with the edges of the kitchen table. And sometimes the missing object was something small like a post-it note or a packet of chewing gum. 
So we thought little of it, other than one of the housemates playing a weird joke. Tedious, this isn't it. However, sometimes a missing object would be something rather important, like a credit card or architectural pens that someone would need for an important assignment. It's quite brainy, this lot. At these times, a lot of accusing looks and conversations would go on in that house, but everyone would swear innocence. Lo and behold, after two or three days, the objects would turn up. I'm getting tired of writing this, as you're probably getting tired of reading it. I don't it. think so. I'm much more bored of reading it than <laughs> But I'll briefly summarise what for me was oh, the weirdest thing. If too you late. would, too late. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get on with it. One night in February, the temperature in my attic room suddenly switched from Baltic to tropical. I knew because I could no longer see my breath. I felt a ghost-like presence was in the room watching me. It's It got very eerie that I switched on a light and couldn't sleep until after 5 a.m. And when I woke up at around 10 a.m., a towel belonging to my housemate that we'd all been looking for for two days because it had gone missing appeared folded up next to the feet on my bed. When I went to an open mic night in Paris in 2010, a lady from Pennsylvania was talking about a haunted house, get this, that she owned back in the U.S. She said that objects would go missing and turn up two or three days later, parallel with the edge of her kitchen table. I had never spoken to her in my life. Weird. Hey, why, why? It's a true fucking story. I know it's shit, but it's true. Thanks for your patience. Lots of love to you both. Owen. I'm going to speak to Owen right now. Owen is joining us on the Zoom now from France. Owen, what are you doing in France, first of all? Um, I teach English. Uh, I've, got, I've got quite a few um, uh, students here. I work for, I don't know if you know the footballer, Kylian Mbappe. I work for his foundation. So I teach uh, like kids who are part of his association. Really? I teach them what? English. Well, as opposed to what the other the other subjects diving and um, <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> um wow goodness me and looking at owen he looks very very young except you would be forgiven thinking he was a man of 50 because he does have quite a sort of well he's got a sort of a tone that sounds like an older person <laughs> people, people said that about you owen over these you're a young fogey sort of thing they have one of my many many nicknames was um, old man actually uh, when I was about eight yes when I was about eight years old I think you uh, do, what what sort of things do you like bridge uh, smoking <laughs> <laughs> yes very much so a good sit down yeah casual uh, is something that I'm, I casual I'm a little bit less of that no okay um, yeah. What, but, what do you like to do with your leisure time <laughs> we'll get onto the ghosts in a minute what what, what is it backgammon. Uh, well, uh, there's a. Uh, I live next to a forest, so a nice, a nice leisurely walk in the forest. If, if uh, you know, I'll, and I'll, if I if I feel I've got the energy, yes, with with a significant other and um and and a new baby actually, who's, who's, who's four months old, li little Reuben. So if you hear some blood curdling screams, it could be some kind of dog from Hades with several heads, or it could be probably. Ruben. Ruben. Uh, well, congratulations, Owen. Thank you, Clinton. Um, let's get on with the bloody story. Just tell <laughs> us... Uh, you sent me quite a long email, which I'm not going to go into. I'm going to let you tell it in a slightly abridged version, if you would, please go. 
Okay, uh, it's quite difficult for, to give an abridged version, so I'll, maybe I'll speak a little bit faster. That's it. Uh, but uh, but, That's <laughs> but I, I moved into a house in in Liverpool when I was eighteen. Uh, stayed there just for nine months, and loads and loads of weird things happened. Uh, one particular thing that I think I put in my email uh, was that um, objects used to go missing for two or three days and then turn up, and we were all looking for it, and we were all accusing each other of stealing and playing a student prank on each other but yeah. nobody owned up to it and then um i was lying in bed one night and it was extremely cold it was so cold in my room that i had a broken radiator and it was liverpool and it was freezing it was february i used to sleep in all my clothes and a hat yeah. and i could see my breath because there was a hole in the only window what, in the attic room. what 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 were your clothes in those days sort of tweed um, <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Push, push. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Carry right. on. Keep going. And, Keep uh, going. and uh, but I felt this weird presence in my room, Clinton. And I'm a reasonable guy, rational guy. I don't like to jump to conclusions that it's oh. definitely some kind of ghost. But I had this weird feeling that something was in the room, and the temperature suddenly changed from extremely cold to hot. And, yes, and I knew they, it, they don't. They don't don't tend to like it, the old folk. Did, did you did you suffer then? Did you what did you do? Go on. They played havoc with my rheumatism. But no, it was a, Yes. It was uh, no it, um I knew it wasn't in my head because I could no longer see my breath. And right. it was tropical hot, and I had to take my clothes off and right. uh, take my hat off, and I was yes. just lying there really, really hot. Yes. And then suddenly again it got really cold. And this happened for a while, and I had this feeling that something was in the room looking at me, which is the same feeling you get when you're walking down the street and maybe you'll turn around for no reason. You just feel that someone is looking at you, maybe from a window on the first or yeah, second well, floor. Do, do what, shouting, shouting, Grandad. Oi, Grandad, <laughs> you drop, you drop your worthers. And uh, so I was, in, anyway, I was in bed and I got pretty terrified and I switched on the light and then I went back. And again, the cold, hot, cold, hot thing happened every sort of 10 minutes or so. And I'm thinking, this is so weird. And uh, eventually I, I was freaked out, but I, I, you know, I put on, um, you know, the TV, I had a little black and white TV you could tune with your hand. And um, I put on the TV and I just sort of, you know, eventually fell asleep from exhaustion. Yeah, what, know, we, what were you watching? Something like Highway, was it, with Harry Seaton? It, it's, it's snooker, actually. Snooker, snooker highlights. I remember it was the World Championship at snooker at the time. Okay. Big fan. Big fan yeah, of the, big fan, the polite yeah. ones, not the ones who get too aggressive, you know. No, no, but, um, right, right. Um, but uh, the uh, yeah, so then I was I eventually managed to sort of you know fall asleep or get knocked out from exhaustion. And when I woke up in the morning, something that had gone missing for two or three days, which was um, my yes, housemate's yes. towel, right? Right, go on, appeared folded up at the bottom of my bed next to my feet. Okay, now hold on. Look, you know what I'm going to say. You're with a load of students, maybe some of them more immature than you. Maybe someone, I don't know, <laughs> had um, not filled in the Guardian crossword th that day. 
all preambulated on his penny farthing. Like, <laughs> oh, tell me, uh, surely it was just some some young Royster Dicers having a little bit of a wag with you. Well, in, in which case, how did they change the temperature? Because I remember another another thing. I got up and I put my hand on the radiator to see yes. if it wasn't the radiator suddenly working, right. and the radiator was cold, but it was tropical hot. So oh, if yeah. it was if it was another student, also they were they were um, evangelical Christians. They were very sort of straight laced people my yeah. housemates i was the only non-evangelical in the house actually I would, I would have said that you're quite straight laced yourself what how did you let your hair down and compared compared to these oh problems? my lord i mean my, my 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 habits have changed clinton but you know this was the late 90s this was the north of england um yes. noah noah gallagher said something famous about a cup of tea and ecstasy got in trouble for it he said taking ecstasy in in manchester is like having a cup of tea got well, what lots did, what, of trouble what, in the what, 90s for saying that but uh i but can that, attest well um, well what were, what were the christians like they weren't doing that were they no no they were absolutely straight laced which is okay. why it wasn't all in my head you okay know continue I mean? continue continue yeah go on so you were with these straight laced christians so they wouldn't be the type of people to play a trick on you is that what you're saying how could they have controlled the temperature and how could they have known that i was sleeping to sneak in and place the towel on my next to my feet and then sneak out again the light had been on for okay, a long okay. time well, I I, with the light on owen i believe you i'm i'm Is just it? saying what my some of my pig ignorant listeners will be thinking <laughs> now what was there's an addendum to this story what happened then well as i said um Objects went missing for two or three days. Where they would usually turn up is not on my bed, but parallel with the kitchen table, the edges of the kitchen table, parallel with it. And it's a bit yeah. weird. And, you know, they, they were architect students, my, my housemates as well, all of them. And well, I remember one time there, there were architect pens that went missing from yeah. one of them who had this big assignment. And it was no joke. We were all looking around the house for two or three days. Where are these pens? Right. They turned up out of their packet and in organized in a line perfectly parallel with the edge of the table and i thought that's so weird and that must be a student prank and we were all blaming yes. each other but yes. then when i was at an open mic night in paris around about 10 years ago yes. um there was a lady there from pennsylvania but no, she, she was saying that she had bought a house and it was haunted in pennsylvania and pennsylvania is a place as you know clinton as a professional it's full of paranormal stories pennsylvania Ch chock full of the bastards go on <laughs> exactly and uh, so she was saying that objects would go missing from her house and two or three days later turn up parallel with the edges of the kitchen table did she did she put that down to supernatural activity she did. She was. She was convinced there were there were ghosts. She felt presences, you know, in the house. And uh, yes, she where, she just put it down to the supernatural. Where was this student house? Because I've done. You will ask. I know that you do listen to the podcast. I've done mm. a lot of work around Bold Street, uh, yes. near the old church, the damaged church, and I know that there is perhaps perhaps a time warp there, a time slip. Mm -hmm. Was it anywhere near there? Where was this spooky place in Liverpool? It was right next to the biggest graveyard, uh, I think in Liverpool, probably, because I'd be surprised if, if there was another massive graveyard. There were thousands of graves in the right. in the uh, neighbourhood of Toxteth. So so not yes. in the centre where the bombed out church is and the time slip. And I did meet people who were 
adamant that they had been back to the 19th century in right. Liverpool, just walking down the street near Bold Street. I did meet people who had been there, it never happened to me. Uh, and um, yes, but I lived a little bit far, I'd say 10 minutes by bus yes. maybe yes. from there. Yes. Owen, this at long last is someone with a credible story and someone who can actually speak properly as opposed to the usual <laughs> dimwits we get on this show. He's articulate. He's quite an old soul for a very young man with a young baby. But he looks jolly, jolly nice. And you know what you look like? Chris Smith, the former XFM newsreader and Radio 1 newsreader. Do you know him? No idea who you're, who you're talking about. Sorry. All right, well, that's a little bit of dead air there. Well, but, but I do have a generic face. Lots of people say, you look like my friend. You, you look do. Like this person, that person. So, yes, you okay, do. a very generic face. Owen, I want to thank you for that wonderful story. Is there any? Is anything that happened since? I mean, when you left there, did it go? Have you been followed by any spirit since? I have not been followed by anything since. I like I say, I like to be a rational man. I have no expectation for anything that went on in this house. I have many more stories from there. Um, it's a place called Hartington Road. You can look it up, uh, right. those of you with uh, modern technology such as Google. Uh, and and uh, it's, uh, it's um, yeah, uh, nothing has ever happened since. And, and it went away, actually, around about... A month after the story I told you with the towel, yes. um, I threatened out loud uh, the ghost or another presence because I had the same feeling coming back. Yes. And I threatened it with um, an exorcism. What did you say? If, 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 if you don't stop bothering me, yeah. I'm going to get an exorcist. And oh, then that that must have really shit him up the way you said that. I have <laughs> you threatening them by going, you're, you're, you're asking for a bunch of fives. Steady <laughs> on, my friend. Um, Owen, what a joy to speak to a lovely fellow like you. Thank you very, very much. Will you please keep in touch with the show and let me know if you get any more ghosts? I certainly will, and it's been a real honour. And oh. I urge all of the listeners to get tickets for your for your tour, oh, the Roller Ghoster tour. Oh, isn't they lovely? Can you come over from um, France? Bring Kylian Mbappe with you as well. Thank you, Clinton. It's been an, an absolute pleasure. And now the brilliant comedian Lindsay Santoro with... We'll stick with it. It's a bit of a shit story, but it's quite nice to have quite a good celebrity comedian on this show! I'm joined by Lindsay Santoro, who I've worked with a couple of times, with Joe Lysett, yeah. once. So that's two names to conjure with. And we're here in, at the the White Horse in Leicester, the Black Horse in Leicester, not only for racial stuff. And we're, we're we, I don't differentiate. And we're at the A Horse in Leicester. And uh, Lindsay's just been on. I was a little bit late. I'm sorry about that. I went, I managed to get a hotel which is absolutely bloody miles away from anywhere. I don't know what, what I was thinking. <laughs> Lindsay's got a story. She's just come off stage. She's absolutely smashed the place up, which is inconsiderate because I've got to go on in a minute. Lindsay, tell me about this ghost that you've seen. I, um, 
I was uh, I was uh, going to a friend's wedding. We were yeah. staying in a hotel. That's it really loud, right into the. Oh, sorry. Oh. We were we were. Are you moving it away Quieter. from me? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, we were. I was going to my friend's wedding in Shrewsbury, and yeah. we booked a, a budget hotel. But unfortunately, it flooded, so they ended up putting us in the Prince Rupert, which is one of the most haunted hotels in the world. Lovely. Apparently, that's what they told me as they passed right. me a sherry. Oh, and then. Well, I, we went to the wedding, came back, and I, I was looking out the window at the night time, yeah. and I could see, like, um, in the in the car park, like, this smoky apparition, like, coming up, and I thought, oh, my God. And I, I was oh like, I don't want to watch it. What is that? Really? And, and then, uh, about three minutes after that, uh, a chef came out, and he was smoking a fag. But it could have been, it might have been a ghost having a fag with him. Three out of ten. Thanks. That won't be bothering our top ten. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else that you've seen at all that's given you a problem. I, I think I'm quite in tune with yes, you. Yes, I think you are. Well, just why I asked. I, you. I get, I, I get, I get. If I'm somewhere, sometimes I feel a poke or a prod. Do if you I, really? If I, yeah. Where? What? Do you think it um, like a haunt? Where? Like not a rude? No, it knocking me back. Like I remember when I was in Cornwall and I. Here we go. Someone, Come on. So I was on this little bridge and someone poked me. I felt someone poked me and I, I said to my friend I was with, I said, why are you poking me? She was yeah. like, I've not touched you. I was like, oh. Mm. Then we speak to a local and he said that that, that was like a, a, a murder spot. I'd really? Been, I'd been Where stabbed in the side like that man had or something. Really? Did it, yeah. I mean, it, it was quite a, like, a noticeable thing. Yeah, it, it was as if someone was prodding me. Like, is, poke, like that? It was like, Harder? It, it, was, it was like someone was going, here, look at this. Oh, like, oh exactly. Really? Sharp. Lindsay's just poked me in one of my hips. <laughs> <laughs> what are the layers of my hips? But it was it, 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 at the time I just dismissed it, and then uh, it really? came up in conversation, and it was very spooky. Where, where, where was it in Cornwall? Not St. Saint, Saint Saint Ives. Ives. Saint yeah, Ives. Yeah, yeah, it's spooky down there. That is spooky. Is that funny that I knew that almost instinctively? Yeah. It was St. Ives. Yeah. Did you get a feeling of what kind of spirit it might have been? Malevolent. Malevolent, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> What's the gig like out there tonight before I go on? Malevolent. Is it? Malevolent. <laughs> They're delightful. No Are one's going to poke you. No, OK. That's why I'm doing this job. Shame. <laughs> All right. Well, OK. Well, Lindsay, thank you. Anything you need to flog on this podcast? Doesn't matter. No one's listening. No, so. no, I'm all right. No, I'm OK. okay. What's happening? Are you do, you're doing great guns. Well, I keep reading I, about I've you. I've just done Edinburgh and I won an award and I got nominated for another one and then I come home and um, no. me, me dishwasher flooded. What, um, what was it? What were the awards? What did you Next win? Up Comedy Award for Best Show of the Edinburgh Fringe. But I, felt, I think they only went and watched about three, so... Well, they do see an awful lot, don't they? Because they film everyone's shows. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And what did you nearly get? Um, the Edinburgh Fringe Newcomer Award. Got nominated for that. How long have you been going, though? I don't know. About eight years? Maybe ten? How new do you have to be? Because I've only been doing it less oh, than that. Oh, you just have to take your first show up there. You can leave it 20 years and take it up there. If you, if I haven't done a show up there. Eight. Take this one up there, you can win newcomer. Oh, that's good. All right, well, Lindsay's here. She's, she's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for doing that. It's been a pleasure. I think the second one was better than the first. Well, yeah, more malevolent. More malevolent. All right, thank you. Fading now. Fading now. Linda, that was Lindsay Santoro. She's very good. She's very, very good. This is... 
Linda Pollock. Linda, what are you going to be doing when you leave here? I'm exhausted, aren't you? <gasps> I've read a lot of things today and there's been very few full stops, so I'm going to go home and breathe. <laughs> yes, OK. Linda is going home. I just want to remind you, please come to the 100 Club on, uh, was it Sunday, November the 26th? You nearly said Nunday. Nunday, the Nunday. I'm getting <laughs> the word Nunday. Please come to see us at the 100 Club. It's in 100 Oxford Street. Yeah. Come down to London. It's great fun. And we'll be doing the show. We've got some brilliant comedians. Oh, I know who's on. Rich Wilson, the brilliant Rich Wilson. And uh, Callie Beaton, who is absolutely fantastic. So please, and plus Glow is singing, plus Barry from Watford, and plus uh, Your Ghost Stories, and Clinton Bloody Baptiste. Wow. Anyway, thank you, <laughs> and goodbye. Namaste, bye, Linda. Bye-bye. Yeah, enthusiasm, thank you. Obviously, my thanks to Linda Pollock, Peter Green, Lewis MacLeod, Owen Thomas, Lindsay Santoro, and to Glow for this playout music with Archie Levy for accompanying her so wonderfully. Don't forget to get tickets for the uh, uh, November the 26th, that's it, Sunday, November the 26th, The 100 Club, wegottickets.com, Clinton Baptist Sunday Seance. Thank you, friends. Namaste. What was that, Becky? Okay, originally I was worried this was going to be shit. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, right. 
Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, all the old back catalogue, and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there, fading now.